0: Hey everyone! Welcome to episode three of Bible and Breakfast with Basketball Dads. Um, I'm really excited to have Coach Susie with us today. Uh, Brad Susie is one of the, the assistant coaches at Liberty University, and you know we've had the, the opportunity to play each other three times this past season. Didn't didn't turn out the way we wanted to every time, but Coach Susie's been one of the uh, you know greatest encouragements for me as a coach over the last few years. He's helped me. Uh, through a couple situations, and just uh, always appreciate his advice and watching his his testimony as he uh, coaches and, and lives life. So, Coach, really excited to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. I love that title. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, something just wanted to uh, encourage people, not only in in X's and O's and different things, but but how to be better dads, better husbands, and, and obviously grow in a spiritual way. So, I'm um, excited to have you on and hear from you with that.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. So, if you wouldn't mind, would you usually when we start this, um, if you had have a verse or something that God's been doing in your in your life recently that you would love to share with our listeners? Um, you know, it can be anything from a verse to a challenge, but just uh, anything that that you might want to share. Sure. Um,
1: so, my wife's been battling um, cancer for the last twenty months, and Recently, God gave me this verse in uh, 1 Timothy 1, verses um, 17 and 18, and I'll just kind of paraphrase it. But he basically says that any, any words that are spoken over us, like prophetic words that are spoken over us, you know, and you can find prophetic words in Scripture That God gives us, you know, he says we're more than conquerors. You know, he says that we are overcomers. Um, You know, he says that we are victorious because Jesus was victorious. And then there's also, you know, prophetic words that people can give us, you know, or, or, or God can speak to us about a certain situation. And, you know, he's spoken to me many times that my wife is going to be victorious over cancer. And so in these verses, it tells us to use those prophetic words as weapons in our warfare, meaning to speak those, to speak those. Like when we speak those prophetic words that are either in scriptures or that God has spoken directly to us. Or that someone else has kind of, you know, spoken a prophetic word to us. We use those, and then God's angels take those, and they fight on our behalf for situations or for our destiny. And so it's really been a powerful verse and a powerful scripture that I've been really trying to use. And I just see it really encourage my wife when I speak those, you know, prophetic words over her, you know, for this situation. So it's just a great, it's a great verse and a great tool because, you know, God's word does tell us that our, our battle is not flesh and blood. You know, it is it is in the spirit realm. You know, we are we are battling the enemy who's always trying to come against us and keep us
0: from the great destinies that God has created us for. Yeah, I love that, Coach. And even just, you know, I, I follow your guys' journey, uh, both you and your wife, Kendra, just seeing, you know, the ups and downs of the last, you know, the last few months and, and years. How, how long was it been since she was diagnosed with that?
1: She was diagnosed in September of 2018.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm I thought it was a little over a year. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been been so encouraging, and you know, I, I've seen you, you know, you and her, and your whole family really live that live that out, and you know, just seeing how you guys cherish each other every day. Um, how has this adversity in this situation? I know right now you're you're in Mexico doing some treatments uh, with Kendra, yeah. but how has this shaped you as a husband and helped you grow as a husband? You know, obviously to encourage her and, and your kids.
1: I mean, it's it's drawing me so much closer to god because um you know he's he's our source during you know something as difficult as this and so um it's really it's really put me on my knees a ton more in his in his word a lot more Just talking to him you know throughout the day a lot more um you know and i heard a pastor say he said we we are we are usually considered we we are usually concerned with the outcome of a situation but God is concerned with the process yeah. you know so when we yeah. when a trial or a trial comes at us we want to fix it get it done be done with but God wants God wants you know in that process he's changing us he's refining us he's growing us you know and he doesn't send us trouble but he uses challenges and adversity to grow us you know, closer to him. And ultimately, his goal for us is that we draw closer to him. And that's exactly what this situation has done. And it's been powerful from that standpoint. And I won't ever be the same because of this situation. But it's still hard to go through it. But knowing that he's with us every step of the way, you know, just makes it makes it an incredible journey.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I love that perspective. And, you know, obviously I haven't had to go through what you're going through, but the, the stuff that's happened in my life too, uh, health wise or job wise, like it, it's not fun. It's not easy to go through, but you know, God is sovereign and what he's doing through the process in our lives. And then the people around us is so powerful. So, um, I just love, love how you've walked this and, um, I'm excited to see God work and, and as you guys keep the faith and I know we'll be praying for you all. And, I'm um, excited to watch what he does in, in yours and Kendra's life. So thanks for sharing that with us, coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know recently you were named one of the top 50 most impactful coaches in college basketball. I know you've, you know, you've impacted so many people on and off the floor. But how do you, you know, I kind of look at being a coach in some ways as as a father figure, because a lot of these kids maybe don't have dads or they don't have great relationships with their dads. How have you, you know, seen um the opportunity come up where you could kind of be that father figure and um you know why why are you have you been such an impactful coach uh
1: i mean it's it's god's spirit you know living in me number one um i mean i've always enjoyed spending time with our players off the court um you know all the basketball stuff you know that's 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 a given but i've always enjoyed you know, having players come over, you know, just spending time away from basketball to really get to know them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to find out, you know, what their dreams are, what their goals are, what 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 their struggles have been, um, and so that's that's always been a piece that I've really really enjoyed um, doing, and it's just you know it's it's built some incredible relationships, but you know I think. Every player you know wants to know do we really care about them you know, and so I think when the more we show them that we care about them as a person, not just for what they can do for us on the court, then it just it makes it a much you know stronger relationship you know that you can you can weather the storms of you know if a player's not playing or they're not playing as much as they would like. Um, you know, those kind of relationships can just help keep them, you know, in perspective of that, that brief moment, which seems so big to them, but it really could just be a small window, you know, that they're going to be playing soon or they're going to be playing more, or they're going to have a higher role. Um, and then I really heard, a, a pastor that I follow, he said some great advice. He said that, and I think this applies to coaching as well. He said as a father, he tried to do two things. He tried to love his kids well, and then he tried to speak to where they will be, not to where they are. And I thought as a coach, like that really hit me because so many times as coaches, we when we speak to players, we're speaking to where they are, which means they've just made a mistake or they keep making mistakes or they're not working as hard as we think that they should, you know, and so we get frustrated. We speak to them from that frustration versus speaking to them from like, hey, look, you know, you're too talented of a player, you know, to be down here, you know, not really working hard. Like if you worked harder, you could become the great player that you have the potential to be. You know, so really I'm trying to do more of that and and whenever I I do like, you know, God spoke to me shortly after that word. He said, don't ever speak to your players out of frustration. That's a hard, that's a really hard one to do because as coaches, we're, we're all competitive. And so in that moment, you know, when a player doesn't do something right, or, you know, we can get frustrated. And so whenever I do speak out of frustration, I always you know, apologize and ask for forgiveness, because that's not how God wants me to coach. And I'm not saying that that's wrong for everyone else. You know, God, you know, has different, you know, ways for everyone to coach. But um, for me, that's just the way I want to, I want to do it. I want to try to call them up, you know, to who they can be as a player and as a person versus, you know, continue to point out, the mistakes or, or who they're not, you know, cause when, when it's who they're not, you know, you can kind of just see them, you know, you, you can just see their body language and it just, it speaks failure to them. And, you know, I had a chance of, uh, I know a long answer, but I had a chance a few years ago to go out and spend two full 12 hour days with the Seattle Seahawks. And in that time, Pete Carroll came over to me and, and basically gave me an opportunity to talk with him one on one. And so we stood there. You know, we actually shot baskets because he, he's a big basketball guy. So we went over, they have a basketball hoop on the side of their practice field. So we went over there and started shooting baskets. And he said, All right, fire away with questions. And I, I can't remember what question I asked him, but he said, You know, he said, I really believe that every player wants to please the coaches. You know, they don't, they don't intentionally mess up. They don't intentionally, you know, want to do opposite of what we want them to do. And so it was just a real neat perspective, you know, that sometimes we can get in these negative critical modes of our players. and, And if that's how we see them, then that's how we talk to them. You know, if we see a player, oh man, he's... He's lazy, you know. He doesn't work as hard as he could. If we see him in that way, then that's how we'll speak to them, you know. And so, just really trying to use those those um, nuggets of wisdom to kind of shape, you know, my my interaction with them.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome, and it is. It's a you know a simple mindset sh- mindset shift that you do. Just you know the way you perceive them, the way because I like you said there. I don't think any players coming out there trying to mess up they're not coming out there trying to be a terrible basketball player they're trying to do their best and they're trying to like you said please the coaches or please their parents or whoever that you know is on their mind but yeah that that that's a really good perspective coach I know that's that's something I'm gonna work on because I know I I have a tendency to coach out of frustration sometimes but responding just like in parenting you know I think I think there's a, a response that needs to be uh to lift up and call up instead of tear down or critique all the time. So thanks for sharing that. And I know, you know, you've you've obviously been with Coach McKay for a long time. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you've coached for another coach, right? It's, I was on um, Tony Bennett's staff with sure. Richie for six years. Um, but outside of that, yeah. 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 And you guys do a tremendous job of of being those transformational coaches. But what what has it been like working with Coach McKay for so long? And even you can you know use your time with with Coach Bennett as well. But what kind of things have you learned from those guys? And and how do you just you know approach uh, philosophy wise, just the game of basketball and and growing these guys?
1: Yeah. So I mean, he's just a godly man. Um, we're you know great friends, and so you know we kind of know what each other's thinking. You know, even before the other person says it, so you know we've just gotten a really good working rhythm of you know he wants expects, and you know he kind of knows the same of me and the The great thing of working with him and coach Bennett is that neither one of them are <clears throat> they're not they're they have a balanced life, and therefore they allow their staff to have a balanced life, meaning that there are not office hours. It's not this mentality of we have to outwork everyone. It's just, hey, be excellent at what you do and how that looks can be different. You know, and and I know so many staffs, you know, it's the outwork everyone mentality. And, you know, that can just lead to a lot of, life issues, you know. And yeah, there there are times <clears throat> and moments and days, you know, where you do have long days and you know, you're on the road and you're you know, you're out recruiting for 14, 16-hour days or whatever. So, you know, I'm not talking about those, but just the every every day rhythm, you know, there's times when you don't have to be in the office very much, you know, or there's times when you can do your work at home, you know, where you're around your family or, you know, whatever. So, The example that they, you know, both showed in that regard, you know, I, I don't know that I would work for someone that was on the other side, you know, just because there's too much, you know, with our families and what God has called us to be to just have everything all day, every day be about our job. So and I mean, you know, both head coaches have had incredible success you know, so there's not that need of like, I have to outwork you. It's like, no, I, I just have to do my, my very best, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not this comparison, you know, because I've talked to coaches in the past where, you know, they have office hours and yet, you know, the coaches are watching TV shows or they're calling their friends, you know? And so, you know, I just, I think the whole, the whole era of coaching from, that standpoint and from the whole you know yelling and getting on players I you know I think that whole dynamic is it has been shifting and I think it's a good thing I think it's a good thing for for us coaches I think it's a good thing for the players as well
0: yeah no, I, I do I think that's powerful and I've I've been on both sides of that spectrum of working you know where I've been in the office doing stuff all the time and you're expected to kind of have basketball as your life. And then, you know, obviously with, with Donnie Jones now here at Stetson and he's, you know, a a great family guy and it's kind of the same as you've been talking about with, with Richie and Tony um, in that manner. And it's, it's so nice to have a staff that is, you know, centered around family and centered around things that are bigger than basketball. Um, So I I can relate to you how powerful that is, but um, coach, just one more question um, before we go, but, um, If there's just, you know, one piece of advice that maybe you've, you know, as a young coach, when you were coming up in the ranks or just something that, you know, as a dad that you've, you would love to advise other people with, is there is there something that you want to leave us with before we go?
1: I would say um, to, you know, I think as, as coaches, even, even coaches that have been in this for a long time, but especially younger coaches, the focus can seem to be on advancing, you know, I want to get to that next, that next position, that next spot. I want to get to that next program. I want to climb the ladder. I want to climb the level. I want to be a head coach. I want to, and I, and not that any of that's wrong, but that just, you want to keep that in balance because when that becomes the focus, then I think you can miss the opportunities of really being effective at where you're at. You know, if your mind is set on the next position, you know, I think it's really hard to be effective in the one that you're at right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, God's word says that you know, when when we exalt others, he will exalt us. You know, so I think serving is so key, you know, serving the coaches around you, serving the players, you know, if you're one that can help other people around you players managers staff get better you know then then you're going to be promoted um but i think you know i think there's a there there can just be a notion that well you know i got to get to this next level or i got to get to this next position and you know god doesn't have everyone to be a head coach You know, if every, if every coach was to be a head coach, you know, there, there wouldn't be any assistance. Mm -hmm. So I think it's finding out like, all right, what does God have for you? You know, what is, what is God telling you that your destiny is? And your destiny could be a lifelong assistant. And then there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and, and it's okay. So I think it's just seeking God for what does he have for you? And then just enjoying and be, you know, John Gordon says, you know, be, be where your feet are, you know, be present and just focus on being great where you are and, and the rest, the rest will take care of itself.
0: Yeah, that's great, coach. Thank you so much for sharing that. And again, really appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Um, I know you, you know, you're down in Mexico, so I hope everything is, is going well with, with your wife and your family. Uh, we'll be yeah. praying for you guys and look forward to uh, having having some more battles with you all next year. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll come out with a little different result than this year. But uh, thanks well, for being with us, Coach. You're welcome. You guys did a great job
1: this year. I mean, year one, you guys had a massive turnaround. You guys got a lot of talent. So th- those games are definitely going be, gonna to be really hard fought next year. And, again, you and Coach Jones and your staff are doing a terrific job you
0: guys are, you guys are off and running. So, yeah. well, thanks, Coach. Yeah, Donnie's great, and the staff is awesome. Our guys are awesome. So, love being here, and um, yeah. look forward to talking with you again soon, Coach. Thank you. Good seeing you, Andrew. All right, thanks everyone for listening to Bible and Breakfast with Basketball Dads. Uh, we'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening.